Kate Daly Show, we're considering a life of organized crime. Should we go with government or private sector? The show starts now. say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they might be right now, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. That's what makes this environment that we're in now so fraught and why funding our men and women who are working shoulder to shoulder with state and local law enforcement and other partners every day makes it even more important, not less. So blinking red lights analogy about 9-11, all the lights were blinking red before 9-11. Apparently, obviously, all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. Okay. All right. Can't say any better than that. I see. dreams while you're awake they only see what they want to see how often do you see them all the time i see blinking lights everywhere i turn hi there welcome kate daly show (sighs) that was the uh, fbi head christopher and of course the very feminine lindsey graham Has he come out of the closet? I don't think so. Anyway, uh, Lindsey Graham um, asked him about his blinking lights because that's all he can see is his blinking lights and um, blinking lights everywhere. So welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I've got Melissa on today. How are you, dear Melissa? Midwest Melissa? Yes, I'm still freezing here in the Midwest. Well, (laughs) actually, it's warmer. I was going to say. It's warmer. But since I talked to you last, we have had a snowstorm, sub-zero temperatures, and an ice storm. So it's always fun in the Midwest. Oh gosh, Arctic blast. Um, So I, so of course, welcome because she has got a lot to talk about. It's going to be so good. And also I was um, on InfoWars earlier. I had Mel Madison on there with me and um, you can go to band period video, band dot video and watch that and share it too. And also from this show yesterday, a great conversation with, with Mel and his book Quaz. So it was, uh, it was great. It's really how the CBDC, uh, CBDCs are going to lure you in too. We, we concentrated on that a lot. Two things before we get rolling that I was noticing with the headlines yesterday, because we carried Mel over into the next hour, we didn't get to it, but there were several articles about don't fly, don't fly, don't fly. Oh my gosh, fear flying. Um, so <laughs> Your wheel will fall off. There's no bolts on the plane, according to Virgin Airlines. Uh, you got uh, all kinds of problems. I'm just going to give you Kate's take on this. Um, wrong or right, this is my gut feel. I don't know if I would fly Delta, United, American, or Virgin. I feel like some of those airlines, wink, wink, if you know what I mean, were, have been used in false flags before. So they do have that direct ownership. Um, the government as of 2020 now owns the airlines. It used to be that they would tell the airlines what to do, uh, through the department of transportation. Now they own them. So totally different. Now they want to turn them into crap. And so I would, to safeguard yourself, I would probably look at other airlines to fly. I don't know that I would fly those major four Delta United Virgin and American. I think I'd stay away from those because if anything's ripe for a false flag, to be honest with you, I would say those four are. Um, 
I, and I would also say that with the diversity hires and everything else that they're doing and getting called out for it, um, there's a reason that they wanted you to know that they were doing diversity hires. It's all within the fear of flying. They want people more sedentary, want them at home more. Um, they want to be able to control that more. So just saying, uh, keep your eye on that. This is the other thing, too, I just wanted to mention before we get rolling as far as headlines go. Trump, um, if you look back all the way to half of 2021, you will see the headlines in, and all you have to do is a search, Biden versus Trump, in the headlines for the last two years, solid, it has been Trump versus Biden, Trump versus Biden, Trump versus Biden. I I seriously can't make this up. In fact, in 2022, uh, 2022, okay, um, it was Biden versus Trump in 2022. There was a clear winner and a clear loser. This has been planned. It was no surprise with New Hampshire. This has been planned. It has been planned. When I saw Ron get out quickly and Vivek get out quickly, this was all planned. And they've been pumping you, dear citizen, for a long time over this. It was going to be Biden versus Trump. Now, you can read into that whatever you want. <laughs> so. Okay, Melissa, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to farming, comes to all kinds of stuff. So um, let's get going. I'm going to just embrace my inner Midwesterner. Okay. For generations, I've been, my family has been here in the Midwest. Mm. So we know that there are farmer protests. One of the headlines that you may not have heard, Mm -hmm. the farmer protests have spread to Poland this week. So as of this moment, there have been or are mm-hmm. farmer protests in it started in the Netherlands, but they so farmer protests in the Netherlands, in France, in Spain, in Germany, in Poland, in Ireland and Scotland. Mm-hmm. There have been some of these are to greater degrees or lesser. And there's a few going in like Eastern Europe. And I, I'm not sure exactly which countries they are. But that got me kind of intrigued yeah. because, oh, you know, we don't hear a lot about farmers sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it made me wonder, Have I'm sure people have seen, even if you we're not getting a lot of the news, we've seen some of the video of the, like the streets at the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin with all the tractors sitting there. Has that ever happened here? Yeah. And I find it fascinating that it has so I, my husband who grew up on a farm, I called him up and I said, do you remember this happening? He right. said, uh, he, what he was remembering was Farm Aid. And I said, no, this happened before Farm Aid, which was in 1985, I believe. But in, on February 5th, 1979, at 900 tractors uh, descended upon Washington, D.C., Ever heard okay. that story? No. <laughs> Fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> no, for a reason. No, nobody's ever heard this. You know, and it's kind of a charming story. Let's hear it. Because the media so, never touches anything real. That I, I wish people could just really wrap their brains around that. Go ahead. So the it started actually a year or two before they actually went to D.C. And it was all about a protest over... Um, they had a couple of years of bumper harvests, and it is the paradox, I guess, for farmers that if you have a good year harvest-wise, you have a bad year income-wise because it uh, mm-hmm. those that buy farm products, it depresses the price because there's right. an abundance on the market, right? Okay. So farmers were struggling, and they had been hit 
you know, mid seventies, we all remember, everybody remembers the gas shortages and people lined up and Mm -hmm. bad things with inflation. Right. So it was costing them more to actually grow than it was to, than they were getting back. And they were upset about it. And the government had made promises to them that they had not kept. So it started with a group of farmers in Colorado who said, you know, what can we do about this? We should do something to, you know, band together, which Mm -hmm. is like, you know, bad talk among farmers. They're very independent sorts. But they started doing some local protesting. It spread out of Colorado into Texas and really that kind of whole midsection of the country. They got lots of support. They even organized a, a group called the American Agricultural Movement. Mm, okay. And so they took to protesting with their tractors at local state houses in their local communities, and they garnered a lot of support. Hmm. Like in Texas, local people were okay. just like, hey, you guys rock, you know, right. keep on. So by 1979, they decided that it would probably be a good, like, visual Mm -hmm. for people to see them in D.C. with their tractors. It was a it was meant to be a cheaper way of protesting than not. Yeah. You know, not planting or striking. They tried to organize a nationwide Mm -hmm. agricultural strike. So 900 tractors, one of the guys came all the way from Kansas, Mm -hmm. doing about 100 miles a day on his John Deere, took him 17 days in, you know, the end of January and into February. I do remember. I do remember this. This is crazy. Yeah. Right? These guys are tough. They are tough. Yeah. When they got there, when they got to D.C., Mm -hmm. um... They the first thing that happened, of course, the police tried impounded some of their vehicles. Think about the Canadian trucker strike, and you'll get a similar kind of vibe. Sure, they impounded some of their tra- tractors, mm-hmm. and then eventually they told them. And oh, I love this. I just love this. What's up? Um, th- at one point, they tipped a thresher over the fence onto the White House lawn. <laughs> that must have been dramatic. I'm I like, love it. <laughs> It's so great. But eventually they kind of herded them away from Mm -hmm. the streets. They told them, you can't be on the streets. And they let them go out into the National Mall and just kind of park there. Right. But it made them kind of, you know, they were kind of not, uh, what's the point of that? Uh, Mm -hmm. My guess is that many people are like, that's bizarre. Why do we have tractors out on the National Mall? Right. Um, So they tried to get. They tried to get some momentum and some legislative change and some legislative attention. Mm -hmm. They did not get much of that. Um, And when it was all over, Mm -hmm. the Park Service apparently tried to send them a bill for um, a million dollars in damage to the National Mall. (laughs) But... Now, this is where it gets really great. There's two parts of this that are so great I have to share. Mm -hmm. So a group of farmers from Maryland said, don't pay it. Don't do it. Yeah. And and they went in and they plowed under the sod in the spring and they replanted it all and said, okay, we're not paying the fine. We fixed it. Uh. Only (laughs) only farmers could do that, right? Oh, I love it. Whatever happened. Whatever happened. Well, the other thing that happened while they were there Uh 
while they were there for the the number of days, however many days they were there protesting, mm-hmm. there was a big blizzard that hit D.C. Uh-huh. And guess who the only people were that had any vehicles that could clear the streets and help people out? Yep, <laughs> it was the guess. farmers who had tractors. And they they said, all right, boys, we're going to go out there and we're going to fix oh, it all. And yet this. they still sent them a bill for a million dollars. Oh, my So, gosh. yeah, that, nothing ever happened from it. I That's think the sad it part. It just, it, it just didn't go anywhere. They love and those I, big I, fines. They they tried to charge uh, the Bundys like over $2 million or some crazy amount for damages to a little one-bedroom place that they actually helped do the upkeep to, which was kind of ironic um, while they were up there in Malheur in Oregon and uh, tried to come out with a ridiculous bill. They, they love their ridiculous bills. Uh, or not bills, but, um, uh, you know, bill for that. Yeah. Be right back. More with Midwest Melissa. Hey, guys, if you love this show, please follow this advice. Go text Birch989898 and text my name, Kate. You're going to get some free information. It's super important. At least look it over. And uh, I would not be telling you this if I didn't honestly believe this would help you. Okay. They're going to help you with gold backed security in the money you have out there. Okay. And also, should you unload your money? What should you do? And depending on your age, there's different things. So please go do that. Text 1988 very interesting. Anyway, heavy week. It's awesome. I have Melissa and Susan and also please text Birch Gold. You know, doing the show on money with Mel Madison, it's so intriguing to me that people aren't taking a lot of steps to ensure anything. Please take that step. You'll be so glad you did it. It's so fast and easy. It is not a tough thing at all. In fact, text Birch Gold 989898 and text my name Kate. Get the information. You might even be able to help somebody else with it. That's great. Good. Help them. But what I'm saying is, is like, get the information, at least make a decision on shoring up the money that you have out there. Protect it with gold, please. At least take that step to shore it up. Okay. And it won't cost you anything. Isn't that great? All right. Take advantage of that. 98, 98, 98. Text my name, Kate. Okay, Melissa. Um, there was a, oh, there was a couple things, Melissa, number one, uh, stories today, France from the blocking of the roadways, um, the highways with farm equipment, um, that's going on right now, still currently. And then the Chinese purchasing more U S farmland that was in Bloomberg. And they were talking about that today, Chinese, oh my gosh, purchasing so much of our fertile soil. So, and other foreign countries too. So lots of, and that's going to have a big impact. Yeah. So you, what you got to know is that farmers have been working for generations to get sympathetic legislation through, mm-hmm. and they're just they just never get anywhere, right? Yeah, right? They've they've tried 
I mean, in American history, you can go pretty far back and look at farmers trying to figure out how to make the economics of it all work. Right. These are the people who feed us all. We should be very appreciative. But what's been happening is that government bureaucrats, people like the World Economic Forum, are issuing dictates and mandates and saying, okay, we're going to reduce the amount of arable farmland that we are because we have to save the planet. Oh, yeah. And the farmers are like, hey, wait, stop. It's come at them very fast and they're angry about it. Mm -hmm. So the place that it started in the Netherlands, which is kind of interesting, they have it's called the Farmer Citizen Movement mm -hmm. and started in about 2019. And. So they were told, okay, we're going to slash, you know, how much fertilizer you can use. We're going to, you're not going to get diesel fuel to run your tractors. We're going to limit how many cows you can have now and blah, blah, blah. That just piled on. So the farmers protested, but while they were protesting, they also organized themselves. And in their last election, mm -hmm. um, the farmer citizen movement has been able to turn out that they now are in control of the Dutch, the upper house of the Dutch parliament. So if you can't work with politicians, mm -hmm. you have to join the system and work from within. Right. And that's what they're doing. And a lot Good. of the people who are commenting on mm -hmm. all of this are saying that the world economic forum and the EU are very concerned because mm -hmm. most of these farmers have a lot of, shall we, can we call it populist support? Yeah. They, the, the people support them. For sure. And because people don't want to eat bugs, we want to eat a steak. People <laughs> don't want, you know, yeah. we like the things that farms produce we because like they sit on be our food. table. Yes, I want food to be food. I don't want food to be resembling food. I want food. Well, who wants more chemicals? That my body identifies. Added, yeah, like, or bugs. No, I don't want to eat bugs. Oh I don't gosh. want to eat chemicals, yeah. which is the World Economic Forum plan. Yeah. But if I said that, just saying that identifies me as a radical alt-right person. Well, that's what they're doing in France. They're going, oh, that's a far-right rally. It's like, yeah. no. No, it's just a citizen uprising. It's not anything to do with far right. It's the fact because that people are rejecting it. That's the label they're going to pin on everybody. Yeah. If you oppose the the vision that the World Economic Forum has or uh -huh. the EU has for everyone, right? Then you have to be far right. There's right. just that's just by yeah. definition that's who you are. And by the way, you're full of. So one of the French guys was out there saying, oh, well, they want they want you to eat bugs. Yeah. And so he's been labeled a conspiracy theorist. Is that really a conspiracy theory <laughs> or is it a fact? No, they're actually proud of it. We'll be right back more with Midwest yeah. Melissa when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show. Well, I've been taking it for some time. We saw the ad, and we thought we would give it a try. And I noticed after the first month, we just felt better. I told my doctor, too, and she said, it sounds like a really good product for you to be taking. We plan to take it for life. 
I ran this by my doctor. I always run it by her, everything I take. And I told her I've been taking this for a while. Is this, is this okay to take? She goes, oh, this is wonderful for you to take. Keep taking it. She goes, I approved it. This is very good. So she said, yes, this is one thing you can take that's very good. I'm not going to stop taking out nature. Step into the new year with a new you. Go to balanceofnature.com and sign up as a new preferred customer to get 35% off your first order, plus a free fiber and spice supplement. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this exclusive holiday offer by using discount code KATE. This is the Kate Daly Show. <laughs> Kate Daly Show. Shiny new pickup truck. That's what that's called. Uh, be right back. Uh, well, anyway, here we are. Be right back. <laughs> it's been a day. Can I tell you? Um, so Wednesdays are my long day. Um, I welcome you back. Of course, balance of nature. You know I'm going to say this because I was just talking with health on the break with Melissa, Midwest Melissa. And honestly, we're not doing enough to cleanse ourselves and to and to help our immune system. Please go get balanceofnature.com. balanceofnature.com. Um use the code word Kate and then put in um so when you put in Kate you'll get 35% off and free shipping. This is so worth it. And I know you had a lot of supplements in your life. Okay? I know you're probably supplemented out. Probably. Aren't we all? But balance of nature works. Don't you want to take something that works? So go to balanceofnature.com, 31 fruits and vegetables, no pesticides, no chemicals. They take the product and give it to you. Seriously, in capsules. It is amazing, the, the, the system they have to do that, okay? And I really like the way they make this product because you can feel the difference. We were just talking about coffee. We were just talking about stuff on the break. And people don't know how much like coffee has fungi in it and mold in it and all kinds of stuff. We're eating meat. We're eating vegetables. We never cleanse ourselves. All this stuff comes into our body. You've got to have your immune system up. Be taking copper from activatefiq.com, code word Kate. You have to be doing these things and, t- and take in nutrition to get your body to cleanse out all the bad stuff. But we don't do that enough. Okay. Another way to get rid of um, stuff in your body too would be ivermectin. Take a round of ivermectin. That also helps uh, get rid of parasites. Okay. Um, All right. Melissa, back here with you. Let's go. Well, we need to give everybody an update. Mm -hmm. The the New York Stock Exchange, we we spent an hour talking about the, the NACs, the natural asset companies. Yes. And um, there was a letter filed on January 9th by a coalition of 24 states' attorneys general. Okay. Um, yep. If you're curious, some of the if you if you look at the list of 24 states, that's half the country. Their attorney generals yeah. were saying this is illegal. Good. You can't do it. Don't do it. And so the New York Stock Exchange has backed off for now. And it's all because three treasurers got together of Idaho, Nebraska, and Utah and decided to bring out the information. I had Marlo on uh, Marlo Oaks, my state treasurer, on uh, InfoWars and also on here. And let me tell you, it created a buzz. And that buzz really got to people. And so the attorney generals got together and wrote that. And I'm so happy about that. Now, Marlo's warning they're going to come at this again. They're going to try this again. They're going to do it even probably in a more sly way. So we have to keep tabs on, on that. Yeah, but it's, keep, a, it's a victory, and I don't want to downplay the victory of that. Yeah. But if you look at the states that were protesting against it, 
it becomes very obvious why they were protesting. So Utah was on the list, Mm -hmm. Alabama, Florida, Iowa, Mississippi. But listen, Kansas, Alaska, how much did Alaska have to lose from this? Yeah. Um, It's quite a list. Arkansas, my own state, Indiana here, our attorney general. Mm -hmm. However, I spoke to someone who is running for the governor of the state of Indiana, and he had never even heard of it. So unless and and he's all about, you know, we have to protect our rural heritage and our, you know, our agricultural industry, whatever. But he I said, well, have you heard about this that's coming? He's like, what's that? And I I was able to send him some information. But But yeah, Montana, North Dakota. Isn't it fascinating? Isn't it fascinating, though, how many people run for office that are so ignorant? So ignorant to anything going on, like the guy that did not hear even about NACs. They are usually this way. I find them more like that than the other. I think they're very naive. I think so many people run that are so insanely naive, and it's so sad. Well, <laughs> I wish we could get knowledge. This guy had previously been the attorney general of the state of Indiana, so it's interesting. He he comes from a, a legal background. He was a prosecutor at, in one of the counties, and then moved on into the state. But yeah. What I would say to that is there are so many things happening so fast. Mm-hmm. It is such a huge iceberg to chip away at. There's no way one person could be informed on every issue that's headed their way. Right. So what I'm glad is that these 24 banded together and made themselves heard. I hope that that happens again in the future. It's I, I'm in agreement with you. I don't think it's over, Mm-mm. but it is a victory for now. And yeah. That counts for something. Right. I'm with you. So. Yeah. I'm with you. Oh, it's crazy stuff. Well, speaking, we were talking about coffee because mm-hmm. I, I think don't get between Americans in their coffee cup. I know. I mean See, it. Melissa and I don't drink coffee, but we were just commenting. Like, there's so many things in coffee. And then, of course, what's going on with coffee right now? What are they saying as far as the climatey, well, gobbledygook people? The world... People? The World Economic Forum had one whole session in Davos Mm -hmm. dedicated to preventing people. They don't want people to drink coffee anymore. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure, by the way, it's not about your health. It's not because there's bad things in coffee. It's because the production of coffee growing and roasting and whatever it takes as well as the water resources that it takes oh my goodness and yeah the carbon that's generated by growing coffee and the thing that i i want to kind of point out is that globalists always want to saddle you with ruining the world right okay they want to tell you as an individual mm-hmm. <coughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. They want to tell you as an individual that you are the reason that the world is is dying. Right. Yeah. That the earth is in trouble. Right. You have to quit drinking coffee. <clears throat> you have to buy yourself an electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. Only you. You have to quit eating meat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. But the hypocrisy is stunning. Do you want me to play this Paul Harvey? Sure. Okay, let me play this. Here we go. All right. You might want to mute yourself, uh, uh, Melissa. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. getting a drink here. Yeah. Go, ahead and, go ahead and mute yourself. Here we go. Okay. And on the eighth day, 
God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody willing to sit up all night with a newborn colt and watch it die and dry his eyes and say, maybe next year. I need somebody who can shape an axe handle from a persimmon sprout, shoe a horse with a hunk of car tire, who can make harness out of hay, wire, feed sacks, and shoe scraps, who planting time and harvest season will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon and then paint in from tractor back, put in another 72 hours. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink-combed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. It had to be somebody who'd plow deep and straight and not cut corners. Somebody to seed, weed, feed, breed, and rake, and disc, and plow, and plant, and tie the fleece, and strain the milk. Somebody who'd bail a family together with the soft, strong bonds of sharing who would laugh and then sigh and then reply with smiling eyes when his son says that he wants to spend his life doing what dad does. So God made a farmer. I love that. They're the salt of the earth in my eyes. I love ranchers and farmers. I love them for who they are, what they stand for, and generally what wonderful people they are. And they are the salt of the earth. And so, of course, the government's going after them hard, and they will. And it's our food supply, and we better start caring about it. Well, I will tell you this, Mm -hmm. and it's a very interesting comment. In all this kind of commentary that I was sifting through today, looking at Uh the farmer protests, Some a politician in Europe said the the globalists are the most afraid of the farmers because they have the most power to persuade the people of a different course. Wow. Be right back. Kate Daly's show. Don't go anywhere. is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're listening in. Go to MyPillow.com. Just order those products. You will love them. Seriously. From the dog bed to the amazing down comforter. I have one of their down comforters on every single bed in my house. <laughs> And when I have company, they always are like, you have the MyPillow down comforter. It's kind of like a joke because it's like, yes, I do. And the sheets. (laughs) And then they always want to go home and buy them. So it's funny. I I think it's great. Go to MyPillow.com and make sure that you are ordering uh, MyPillow products. Put in the code Kate and it helps the show. I really appreciate you doing that because you're getting great gifts for like weddings and Mother's (laughs) Day and Father's Day. And you're also getting great gifts for yourself. Um, Put in the code Kate. If you will, and preparewithkate.com, get some food storage. If you listened yesterday and you listened to my remote viewer on Friday, please get some food storage. Please. Like he said, what he saw coming was famine. 
Um, and uh, also what he saw was a lot of earthquakes, things like this coming our way, man-made. There you go. Be prepared. Uh, and, of course, go to preparewithkate.com. Okay, Melissa, let's go. Well, I want to shift a little bit okay. as we kind of roll out of the hour here mm -hmm. to something called antinatalism. It's just I, so I discouraging. <laughs> it's just yeah. so anti-God. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, so these are the people that we're hearing about. They are rejecting parenthood mm -hmm. as a conscious political act in mm -hmm. order to save the globe from environmental catastrophe. You, only a total moron would do it for that reason. If you, if somebody out there is listening and you don't, you didn't want to have kids, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to do that. Okay. It's anti-God when it becomes the reason that you're doing it is because you're so enthralled with mother, mother earth, that you are doing it for that reason. Right. Right. That's right. what I think too. Okay. And like I said, there's lots of people's, there's lots of reasons why people choose to have children, to not have children, how many children you have, whatever. That's all your personal business. Right. But if you are choosing not to have a child because you believe that the, the earth, you know, the globe will be ruined because mm -hmm. of your child, that you're nuts. This is from a, a CNN writer. Mm-hmm. She said the following, I cannot contribute to the burden on our ecosystem and the additional material hardship that would be borne by all fellow humans by bringing even one other person into the world. <laughs> so her, her position is she loves the planet. She loves poor people in other countries who will have to bear the burden mm -hmm. of the climate disaster that's coming. And She's doing this because she loves the child she will never have. Yeah. I I hope and pray that none of us listening to this right now are ever responsible for putting a human into this earth, right? On this earth uh, with the help of God who feels that way <laughs> or, or is such a moron that they, they that's how they see the world. Like, that's my that's my wish and prayer um, for the youth today that they don't end up that moronic. Oh my gosh, scary, well, scary, know. really. Have other generations had to face hardship and challenge, and uh, you know, even even famine and global uh -huh. challenges. Right. Uh, my my grandfather went to World War One. My right. father went to World War Two. Those were pretty big challenges. Yeah. And yet, neither one of them came back from those experiences and said. Well, you know, because war exists in the earth, I should never have a child to bring it in into the That's world. A great point. That is, it's the same kind That's of a thinking. Great point. Oh, I worry. Let's let's take a quick caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Make it fast. I think it's a good thing that they're not doing it because that's the type of person we don't need poisoning the next generation. So my hat's <laughs> off to them that they, instead of aborting their baby, they just yeah. decide not to kill the next generation. Well, there you Fantastic. go. Fantastic. Thumbs up. There well, you go. Okay. All right. I'll we don't it. know Thank that you. they're not aborting their baby. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope they aren't because usually, usually the whole godless thing goes right along with abortion. And they think it's okay. So yeah. let's hope. So these are people who have taken the gift of life that their parents gave to them. Mm-hmm. And said, we will not gift anyone else with that. Yeah. It is kind of a 
But yeah, okay. I get the point here. You know, we don't want those people reproducing anyway. So it's, <laughs> it's all a good thing, baby. <laughs> But, oh, I, I, you know, we got to we got to share the, the hip new thing. Yes. It's called it being a dink, <laughs> a dual income, no kid couple. And while you're in your 20s and 30s, that may seem mm-hmm. like fun. Oh, I can go out to eat every night if I want to because yeah. we're dinks. You know, I can do whatever I want to do and we can go on expensive vacations whenever. If they think that they're going to feel the same way when they're 65. Mm hmm. I wish them well. Well, I just, it's the reasons that they're doing it. It's, it's, it's the reasons that they're spelling out to the world. That's the problem I have with dinks. I think a lot of people on this show kind of took it as, am I, you know, if, if somebody doesn't want kids or doesn't have kids that they're the enemy, no, not at all. It was more about the reasons that they're doing it. And it comes from just being illiterate. It just comes from not just absolutely having zero education on God and zero education on anything, really. It comes from a total place of the land of moron. I mean, it, it, it is honestly crazy talk, but they, they believe it wholeheartedly. So sad. I don't know what else to say. Well, and, and so we come back to farmers, people who are very intimately connected with bringing life and growing mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and making the world a better place because yeah. these are the people that supply us all with the things you that know, we need to live. Oh, I so agree with you. One of the things that we can do, because people are always asking solutions, which we cover on the show daily. But I do want to say this. If everybody started going to their local farmers, not only would the local farmers make more money, right? You would have a vested interest in that farmer. If more people sought to help the farmers by helping contribute to their farms, maybe instead of investing that money into Wall Street, but actually investing it into farms, okay? Maybe even ha- providing some co-ops or give the those farms give the ability to people to go and grow things in small patches, right? Or whatever the case, whatever the agreement, Agreement is if we did more of that, they would make more money from us because we would pay the money for actual normal real beef not coming from a petri dish. But also we would circumvent a lot of these plans. And I just would hope that people would keep that in the back of their minds. When you're going to go buy meat, the best meat I buy, and I make big dinners on Sundays, big roasts, and everything else is local. I buy local, always local meat. Right. Yeah. And produce. And if you don't believe, if you don't believe there's a war Mm -hmm. on those local farmers, those small farmers, there is, there absolutely is. And at one point back in the seventies during Mm -hmm. the big farmer protest movement, Mm -hmm. a lot of farmers had gone out of business. There there was the loss of hundreds of small farmers, but not one acre left agricultural production so there was a shift in how farming happened yeah we didn't just that go we from have to fight 95 percent to under five percent for no reason right in a hundred years right melissa midwest melissa thank you so much informative thank you thank you thank you thank you great great stuff be right back with susan don't go anywhere kate daly show you're gonna want to hear this too be right back you guys.